0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Balance Show. We believe that the key to life is balance.
1: Finding the balance between discipline and freedom, ambition and contentment. The perfect balance is unique to each individual.
0: We are your hosts, Taylor, Chloe, and Steve, and we're here to help you find your balance.
1: So today, what we are going to talk about is kind of just a brief history of Taylor, my sister's story on social media and her platforms, kind of how she built it up over time. It definitely was not an overnight success. It took a lot of hard work and a lot of trial and error. And I think she's definitely evolved on her platforms today. Um, just for anyone who doesn't know Taylor or Tayche, um, <laughs> she's my sister and I'm so proud of her. She's built up really, in my perspective, huge platforms, um, especially, I would say, on Instagram and YouTube. She's at 100K on YouTube and 700K almost on IG, which is huge. And I think she's been doing this for how many years? I think four, five, four, five, five years, Yeah, five years. So wow. a long history there. And I know that you kind of have highlights and also downfalls that happen throughout. But We kind of know where you are today. A lot of people are very familiar with you, but I think a lot of people would be really interested to know where this all started. So let's just talk about where this began. How did you start your first social media platform? What was it? And how did you grow from there? Beautiful. Thank you, Clodifer.
0: (laughs) By the way, Teche comes from a middle school name. This guy named Cole called me Teche because my previous last name was Chamberlain. So for those that uh, are wondering where tay Che came from and I'm Taylor Dilk, that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. So and Chloe tried to copy me and, and call herself Chloe, by the way which I, is embarrassing. I did. I will say
1: when we were young like teens I did copy everything that she used to do. I would steal her clothes. I would steal her boyfriend. Yes. But now... It's reversed. It's not the boyfriend co- thing. <laughs> true, but she copies everything I do now. So if I come to the office with an outfit, I'll be. She'll Facetime me from the mall that night and say, "Are these the same shoes?" <laughs> it's so, true, It's true. You caught me red-handed. It's karma, I guess. But it's kind of fun now. It's different when you're adults because you're like, "Yeah, you, you know, it's exciting." It, but when
0: you're stealing your clothes in middle school and high school, you want to rip
1: each other's heads off. That was the brunt of all of our fights. We used to, like, fist fight. Actually, it's more like nails fight and roundhouse kicks from me. Mom, (laughs) Chloe's using her taekwondo
0: (laughs) on me. Because it's, like, not allowed, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, that was pretty illegal of her. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) pretty bad. (laughs) She was a criminal.
1: Uh, All right. So, back to the question. So, how did you get started? That's where we are. How did you get to where you are today? That's where we are. Okay. (laughs) So, basically, you guys.
0: I always had a passion for fitness and nutrition. Our parents used to bodybuild and um, ever since I kind of saw them go through that transformation with their meals, like their nutrition and their fitness, I got very, very inspired from that very moment of my mom and dad stepping on stage. Uh, from there I was always known as like a health freak and I always like had a passion to share that with others because it was such a huge turning point and light in my life that I wanted to share it with other people so I knew that one day I wanted to do something with nutrition so I got to college and they're like what do you want to major in and I was like do you guys have anything in nutrition they're like dietetics and I was like okay great so did dietetics um, was in the program graduated from Purdue University with a dietetics degree did not go on to get my registered dietitian license because that's a whole nother story but I just felt like it wasn't in my heart to become a registered dietitian for what I wanted my career to be. Uh, but uh, throughout my college career, I started a blog.
1: <laughs> it's called, it was called, oh, shit, what was it called? It was like <laughs> Clean Eats with Te No, <laughs> no,
0: it was like, oh, my God, I have to remember. Live, dream, like, I don't know, some weird shit. If I could only remember, you guys would just have a ball with this name. But, anyways, I was like, Mom, is this a good name? And she she would like like that kind of name, though. She would. (laughs) It's so fluffy. Fluffy. So fluffy. And so I made a blog. I was like, Mom, can you take a picture of me doing this? Mom, can you take a picture of me doing this with my shaker bottle? And so I just started
1: this blog i and mind you this is before really social media is a thing yeah so like the selfie and like take, take a picture with my shaker bottle that is all new that's you're that, innovative i
0: <laughs> innovative standing in front of the bush that we had the oh, one yeah. bush with every the, picture so cute here i am here i am um let's talk about protein today <laughs> Anyways, I decided that vlogging wasn't my thing and I just had no clue what the hell I was doing because no one was really doing it and I just was very uninspired. So I stopped the blogging thing, but I still felt a fire in me to share my knowledge. Um, So I guess this is the junior, my junior summer. I started, Instagram actually started to kind of blow up and I saw a few fitness gals the couple of fitness gals that really inspired me were Heidi Summers and Nikki Blacketer to start my own nutrition and fitness Instagram and YouTube. I saw that they were making like positive impact in people's lives and I knew that I wanted to do that as well with my own experiences and uh, knowledge that I was learning in school. So, I started my Instagram and it basically started what
1: I see you laughing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just funny, just funny. So I started my Instagram. <laughs> eyes, eyes closed, so much passion. Bringing you back. Started my Instagram. In
0: that day forward. Okay. Uh, I started my Instagram, and it was mainly like recipes. I was always stressed every single day having to go to the grocery store and get recipes for my Instagram. It'd be like protein balls. (laughs) Yes. I actually crave those sometimes. I think about them. Me too. I miss them. (laughs) them. My roommates had a heyday every time I'd make them. So anyways, I would take a picture of that and the recipe, and I would post it. Um, I was also working at the Purdue University CoRec as a personal trainer, so I would post my clients <laughs> working out, which there's nothing wrong with that, okay? I just, it was just, I didn't find my groove with social media for quite a long time. Um, so those were the kinds of things that I was posting, my clients' workouts, and then the nutrition side, uh, be, again, because there was really no one else out there doing it and um, it was definitely a weird thing. I think that my peers and friends and family did not know what the heck I was doing for quite a while because Mm -hmm. it was so foreign to people, social media, for years. I think that social media just started blowing up the last two years. Well, and to
1: give you guys some perspective, I think especially within your major and those peers in particular, you probably were an extreme outlier because from my understanding, that program leads you into working at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So you're a registered dietitian in a hospital where you are dealing with patients that are ill and don't necessarily want your help. They're they're sick. They're not in a good place in their life, obviously, yeah. and they're like, "You're telling me to eat vegetables? Like, like f you, f Yeah. You. <laughs> so I think you kind of were like, "I want to work with people who have the drive and desire to get better from themselves." Yeah, and you didn't need a registered dietitian license.
0: For- Uh, to do that Mm -hmm. at least what I wanted to do and I had an internship at a hospital for a summer completely free by the way every single day (laughs) (laughs) seven to six p.m. that's not right anyways working alongside the dietitians, and I just saw I saw the people that I'd be working with and I just think it wasn't for me so from that point forward senior year I just kind of
1: Mm-hmm. Wanted to get it done and graduate and do my own thing. And people, I'm sure you had people who looked down on you for making that decision to go a completely different route, mm-hmm. different from what everyone else was doing. Yeah. And then also for being, you know, putting yourself out there on social mm-hmm. media. I know even me when I first started vlogging, that I remember people just like laughing at it like they were like this is so stupid yeah but it's totally. it's crazy that people can think that way and then eventually yeah they, here we are today and pe- you know they want to say that they were friends with you yeah oh my gosh and that's it's like, a whole like you were someone story. who really put me down yeah and that happens a lot I think that happens to a lot of people too mm-hmm. when they go their own way yeah right yeah, they don't want to support you, like, they're scared to support you
0: until they see somewhat of, like, success that you're bringing towards yourself, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I knew her.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, wait, but you've made my life hell for years. And that's the thing, is, like, just, I think the moral of that story is just to be nice to everyone, and everyone has their own path, and also their own struggles you have no idea what mm-hmm. people are going through. So it's just totally. good to be supportive of everyone. If they're not yeah. interfering with your life, I don't know how you can be negative towards someone yeah totally especially for pursuing their dreams exactly so how did you deal with the people closest to you and then even that outer circle just not supporting you like not only not supporting you but being against you
0: I always had like Steve Mm -hmm. and he's always been super supportive of me um and he's always like I, I told him my dreams and I'd voice them to him and I'm lucky enough to have someone like him in my life but I think that I've always kind of gone against the grain uh because I'm I don't like to be like everyone else so it was a little bit easier for me but it still definitely it sucked because you lose a lot of friends I feel like when you try and do something that they're not comfortable with and they just mm-hmm. want to like talk amongst themselves amongst their friends about you because they're feeling insecure so except you definitely have to have a hard shell and i'm continuing to get a hard shell because Mm -hmm. social media is crazy but um yeah i think just like finding support in your life even if it's just one person is so helpful and just stay focused on your message and what do you want to put out in this world
1: because that always helps like you're impacting people and that's Mm -hmm. what should matter If that's your biggest driver, too, and that's your intention, you should be nothing but proud of that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the reason why
0: I also started my social media was because I was trying to grow my online coaching platform because I thought that that's kind of what I would be doing after college. I Mm -hmm. thought that I was just going to be like an online coach. Which you love because you just talked about impacting people. Yeah. That was your, your favorite thing. Yes, exactly. Like, you know. I think that there's people out there that are so great at online coaching and, like, they're meant to do that. Like, that, that is their thing and they were put on this earth to do that. But I felt something in me that I wanted to go another way eventually. But, anyways, that's why I kind of started my social media was to grow that
1: platform. So you were building that all up on Instagram, and then I remember you branching out into YouTube and just wanting to share, I think, more of like your life and your personality on that platform. So what did you start doing on YouTube, first of all, and then where were you in your life as you were starting that new platform? So I
0: think the first YouTube video I did, uh, we were still in college. Steve and I were still at Purdue. It was our senior year, we were about to graduate. And we were headed to Chicago for, like, this TV show audition that I wanted to do. And I think that was my very first vlog. But I was also in prep for my first bikini show. So I originally wanted to start YouTube to uh, track my, like, bikini prep series and Mm -hmm. show the world that whole process. It's obviously turned into much more for me, but that's kind of what I envisioned my YouTube being.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then you you did share that. And I think you've talked about that people were so interested in that. I think people have a natural draw to the struggle. Yeah, the struggle in someone pushing their body or themselves to the extreme. Yeah. Totally. So you did that and then you were doing YouTube, you were doing Instagram, you graduated from college. Mm -hmm. What did you end up doing straight from college? Were you just doing social media? So I was fortunate enough to
0: live with my parents at the time for a year post-graduation. I was able to uh, work three jobs. So my online coaching platform slash social media. I was a personal trainer at a gym in Indy as well as a nutritionist at that gym. So I had a lot going on. uh, But I think it was like five months in, I really had this awakening to pursue, I really had this awakening to pursue my social media platform because I know that the days that I went all in on that, people really responded and it grew a ton. So I was like, if I stopped doing these other two jobs, would I be able to grow this to its maximum potential? And so I think I was making like maybe $1,000 a month living at home, online coaching, doing the YouTube thing, bikini thing, social media thing, um, and just like pouring my heart into everything. You know, I cut off all my friends kind of, and Steve and I were just honing in on what we wanted to do with our careers. And it definitely paid off, uh, but that was kind of what I was doing. And then, um, yeah, so I, th- I feel like if you put all of your energy into something that is already growing, it will come to fruition. Like if you're the hardest worker in the
1: room Mm -hmm. there's no doubt you will succeed and that's something that i want to touch on because in one of our previous podcasts we have talked about how to find your passion um if you guys haven't heard that one definitely go back and listen it's a really good one but we talk we touch really briefly on you know it's not that you have to quit your nine to five job and jump into something else because that's not even really good advice Mm -hmm. it's you know, start your side hustle and your passion, but you still have to maintain Mm. a life and a salary and a lifestyle outside of that. So I think that's a really good example. And I think a lot of successful entrepreneurs will say that they had a time in their life where they were working multiple jobs, Mm. putting their head down, not having a life outside of it, but working all day and then pursuing their passion all night. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to point that out because I think it's really important. And it's also more realistic to say like, no, we don't, Encourage anyone to go and quit their job and, and jump mm-hmm. into something, but to put their full heart into it. And if you need to wake up earlier or go to bed go to bed later and just work longer and harder on it. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you can accomplish so much in a year, and it'll set you up for the next yeah. hundred years. Exactly.
0: Like, I'm sorry, but if you have to cut off your relationships like a little bit, you know, the going out on the weekends and all that, it mm-hmm. will really, really help you succeed in the long run. Like, I know it sucks to not have a life, but it's so worth it, and you, got, you just have to look at the bigger picture for this kind of thing, I guess. And
1: I will say, it also, like, I think going through that, and we're. I think we're still even going through that grind period right now, now that we've started Balance, mm-hmm. but you realize that you don't have a life in the sense of what a life means to you when you're in high school or college, which is like partying and socializing and going out, but I think as you grow and you mature a little more, if you're still into that and connecting with friends and stuff there's nothing wrong with that but if that's the only thing you do outside of work for fun Mm. or for self-development that's also not living to the fullest yeah so tapping into your full potential exactly so it's not even that you don't have a life it's that you're shifting your perspective and also your priorities Mm -hmm. so now having a life to us means going to the occasional concert or going on a hike you know it can really mean anything but I think also that's something that good that comes from it is you, you um, value your time more when you're yeah. not working. It's like, what can I do best with mm-hmm. this time to best serve myself? Yeah, that's
0: so true. It's so worth it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
1: Okay, so we've gone through kind of how you started and now I want to talk about where it really ramped up for you. So what was, do you think, the turning point in your career where you did decide, okay, I think I can... Leave the rest behind and pursue this 110%. What was that pivotal moment for you? So I competed in the bodybuilding.com
0: spokesmodel search in 2016, 2017. Yes, to become the 2017 bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search winner. So I was fortunate enough to make top five for that and... That is a whole contest, I think it ran from October to January, and uh, there's a lot of requirements. You have to post a certain amount of times, you have to vlog the whole thing, and I think people started to get very invested into what I was doing, and when I did the, when I did win top five, and I was able to go out to the spokesmodel cert, or the bodybuilding.com headquarters, and get photo shoots, and video shoots, and just like, live this life that I've always dreamed of I think that showing that and being like so open with it and like showing how I went from here to here people were very interested in because they saw me go from like nothing to become this top five bodybuilding.com spokesmodel Mm -hmm. and I think that um bodybuilding.com gave me a lot of exposure. I was on a lot of their articles and I was flown out there a lot and um, going to expos with them. They gave me a lot of opportunities, which I'm so grateful for. And I think that definitely um, helped my fitness career. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I had companies like Gymshark reaching out to me. Um, I signed with them because I've always liked their stuff. And I think from there, it just kind of grew and grew and grew and uh just that little extra piece of exposure helped a lot and mm-hmm. of course I was putting my entire life into this thing and yes. trying to grow it mm-hmm. all day and all night like literally it's all I thought about it's all I did and that's what helped it for years I mean I've been doing this for five five years five years and so um yeah that's kind of how it all came to fruition and then I brought you Guys, along with me to try and get my IFBB Bikini Pro card, and I did get it. And Mm -hmm. I was at this moment in my life where I felt a little bit unhappy with the way that I was going in terms of being so strict on my lifestyle and food and not really having a life because of competing, and it just wasn't making me happy anymore. So I made this whole lifestyle shift and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful because now I'm able to share with you guys like my whole balance in life and how I'm able to live a happy and healthy life without being so restricted. So I'm able to share that and help people with their
1: own journeys throughout mm-hmm. that. So, um, and I yeah. would even argue that you you reach a lot more people going about the lifestyle that you have now. Mm-hmm. As much as people are so drawn and so interested in that push it to the limit mentality, I would say that now that you have I wouldn't say more realistic, but Just a more well-balanced view of your diet and your exercise and just living to the fullest. Mm -hmm. I think that that has even maybe a better impact on everyone that you touch, but especially women. Because sometimes we need to hear that it's okay to have a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate at night. You know, like you've got to have balance. And you shouldn't live your life so restricted all day, day in and day out. Mm. And that you should live a little because life is short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's huge. And so that's what I wanted to ask you about was when you made that shift from, you know, competing and now into a more balanced lifestyle, were you worried that people weren't going to resonate with you? Oh my gosh, that was a huge thing. Like I realized that
0: once I got my IFBB Bikini pro-, pro Card, that is basically what I set out to do. Like I emailed my coach the first day and was like, hey, I want to get my Pro Card. And he's like, okay, let's get to work. A year and a half later, we got it. And then From there, I mean, I felt so like disconnected because I got to my goal. But then why was I keep continuing to push further and further and like hurting my body and hurting my mentality and like my overall happiness? Um, So I think that that was a huge thing as to why I didn't quit sooner after I got my pro card, because I think there was like a nine month period where I was like still in prep after gaining my pro card. I was so worried that people weren't going to have this this respect for me anymore. I th- was worried that they were going to unfollow me. I wasn't going to be relatable. I mm-hmm. was like so scared that I was going to lose my career because the entire social media career that I've built up has been Revol- revolving around competing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, these are, this is all these people know about me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was terrified, but yeah. you know, I talked to some friends, family, I prayed a lot about it. And I was like, my happiness is way more important than what other people think of me. I'm going to do it and we're going to figure it out. And so I did it. And luckily. It was actually for the better because I'm able to reach more people, make people happier, not put them in such a restrictive mindset and like an unhappier mindset that I was going through at least mm-hmm. when I would compete. Um, not saying that all competitors feel that way.
1: But a lot of people but, do struggle with that kind of obsessed, more obsessive lifestyle. Yeah,
0: totally. And like, I didn't want to preach that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what made me happy. Why would I preach that? So right. I wanted to preach things that... I was doing with my life to help other
1: people gain like this whole balance within themselves so and that's the thing is I feel like if you're being your most authentic self on these platforms that's when people are going to resonate with you no matter what because no matter what you're going through there's probably thousands of people out there that are going through the same thing Mm. and so when you were showing your life through bodybuilding you were being authentic yeah but as soon as you decided that was no longer for you you maintained that authenticity and switched gears and Mm. said it's a little nerve-wracking but this is no longer me this is who I am now yeah and that actually goes to show which we'll talk about later the steps that I
0: uh, have for you guys to dive into social media I feel like Uh, When I first started posting, it was very surface level and like, hey, here's a workout. Enjoy, you know, just like Mm -hmm. or even like, hey, my life is so great. Yeah, exactly. Everything's perfect. I never shared the struggles for a while, like I would say a year in. And once I started sharing like my previous eating disorder and dad's cancer and like things that people related to, Mm -hmm. people people resonated with my platform a lot more than just showing the surface level stuff. And you're able to help a lot more people
1: too, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, speaking on that, I think that's kind of where we're going next Mm. is what people are going to want to know from this podcast. You know, it's, it's amazing to hear your story and your triumphs and also your, you know, your hills and valleys, right? But how does it apply to them and how can they apply it to their life? Mm. So... What are the top things for you, for people to think about and kind of isolate before they yeah. really try to dive into their social media or try to really invest and grow mm. in your social media? What do you think is, are the most important things? I have 12 things,
0: <laughs> which is a lot, but I'm so passionate about this topic because it's been my life for like five years now. And so I have a lot to say. So here we go number one is pour your heart out Uh, whether that be in a video like your stories your captions whatever you're going through whatever you've been through people really really resonate with the struggle because it helps people not feel alone so that is number one thing always be yourself but pour your heart out like don't be afraid to be judged by others because Whenever I post, like, a vulnerable caption, like, it's seriously not fun. Like, I I don't like it because you're opening yourself up to criticism. But once you do share your heart and, like, your struggles in life, people really do uh, feel like they're not alone and you can really make a positive impact in people's lives that way. One of the most important things that I'm going to say is just sharing your struggles in life really, really helps people. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And number two, stay relatable. Uh... There's been like a shift in social media today where I think back when I started, everything and everybody looked perfect. I don't even think stories were around. Mm -mm. So it was really hard to get to know people and like relate to people. For sure. Um, But no matter the success you have or whatever, always stay humble and relatable because uh, people don't really want to see like the perfect life that you have. They don't really resonate with that. So don't be afraid to uh stay relatable and like stay your say yourself throughout this process mm-hmm. for sure second yeah uh okay so the third one is don't be afraid to be yourself like I was saying uh because at the end of the day people want to love you for who you are and also if you build this social media based off of a second personality mm-hmm. you're gonna have like a weird shift where you feel like you're living two different lives. Um, So just be yourself from the get-go. People are going to love you. Don't be afraid of the judgment you're going to get because Mm -hmm. the people who love you are going to love you for you. And the people that don't love you, I mean, they can just go their separate ways.
1: Well, and you can't please everyone, so you might as well just be yourself. Exactly. And just connect with the people that are like you.
0: Yes, I've had a hard time with that. Like, I want to please
1: everyone, so... Just
0: know that like there's always gonna be a few people that just don't vibe with you, yeah. and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, the next one is create quality content. So take your time. Don't rush. Like if it takes you three days to get the perfect thing, the perfect video, picture, whatever it may be, the perfect caption. Uh, don't rush it because quality is everything. Uh, if you have some accounts that inspire you, don't copy what they're doing, but mimic the quality that they're doing like if they have a nice camera or if they have someone else taking their photos instead of um, you always taking your own photos that can really help take your
1: content to the next level and just provide people with a lot more value. I will say on that note too something we have had a really hard time with is actually outsourcing some things Mm. so when you get to a certain point where Instagram or YouTube becomes a business for you Take some of the money that you're earning and reinvest it into your content. So whether you're hiring a videographer, shouts to Boomer, he's incredible, <laughs> or you're hiring a photographer or you're hiring a video editor, whatever it is, choose one thing and then reinvest back into yourself because it will always pay off tenfold. Exactly. Like I know you guys want to be good at everything and
0: we've had a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. We we see something, we want to be the best at it, but that's not going to happen. Focus on your strengths and outsource the rest and it will make you feel so much better and it'll, it'll free up some brain space for you to think on
1: the future and think of uh, more creative ideas. And that's true in any business. I yeah. Mean, whether you're a social media influencer or you're a CEO, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Outsourcing is actually really impactful. It is.
0: It's really helpful for the future of your business, too. Uh, and then the next thing is to write captions when you feel inspired. I think that I didn't start doing this until like a year ago, but when you have a moment in your life where you're just like sitting, thinking, meditating, I don't know, whatever the case may be for you, take out your notes on your iPhone or whatever phone you have and and write that caption because you can always use it for the future. Because when you're inspired to do so, it's going to be such better content than if you're forced to you're on the app, you're about to post a photo and you have no idea what to say. It's so, it's so stressful and you end up just posting a caption that doesn't have as much thought into it. So take your notes out and jot down that caption whenever you're feeling inspired. I love that. The next thing is to find an area of focus. So body positivity, fitness, fashion, um art videography whatever it may be kind of find your niche and roll with it of course like for me i like to show all parts of my life but i do have a niche in fitness like i show basically everything but i always try and maintain my main focus which is fitness and I think that's really really helpful because people want to know what you're about like mm-hmm. they have their fashion accounts they have their fitness accounts they have the people that inspire them for art like whatever it may be they have the people that inspire them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you want to be that person Yes.
1: Yeah, so definitely have a primary focus but like you said on a secondary front show the multifacets that is your life yes totally totally mm-hmm. um the next one is to
0: to not listen to the unsupportive people around you. Um, I actually had a really close friend, a best friend last year, talk about how whenever we were together, I was always talking about balance and she was just so tired of it. So that kind of energy, like she's not really my friend anymore. Cause I just, I can't tolerate that anymore because it's so toxic to my life and your guys' lives. If you guys have people around you that you feel like are talking behind your back or just not seeing the bigger picture of your business whatever the case may be it's hard but sometimes you really have to distance yourself towards those people because they can make it or break it for you
1: Mm, that's so hard to do Because, okay, you think like, okay, yeah, I wanna cut off toxic relationships, but toxic doesn't always mean like deadly. Mm. Like it can just be a little bit poisonous. Like if someone is like, um, just not 110% supporting you as a friend or as someone that Mm -hmm. you love, especially if you would in return support anything, they're just not a good fit for your life. You don't have any obligation to remain Mm -hmm. close friends with that person.
0: Totally. Like you
1: can always be kind, but you don't have an obligation to keep someone in your life just because they've been there for a long time or just because they supported you at a prior time. I mean, things change and people evolve and sometimes you grow in different directions.
0: Right, right. And sometimes you outgrow the people that you we're friends with sometimes like sometimes they don't evolve like you are in this moment of time like if you're taking time out of your day especially with this elevate you series to do your morning routine to do your exercise to do (laughs) your water to get sleep like you're evolving so much that some people some of your friends like may not be feeding their souls and their brain and their energy the same way that you are so sometimes
1: mm-hmm. it just happens to where you you grow apart right and that's not your fault and it's not even really necessary they're necessarily their fault it's just a okay. fact of life and you're just gonna grow apart just like you might have with your high school friends mm-hmm. you know there's there's gonna time times where you meet new friends that are you know you meet new friends that are a better fit for your current life and things just change and people change over time. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Exactly. And there's times in my life where
0: I stay stagnant and I don't evolve and I'm sure people around me are evolving themselves. So Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of evaluating like who fully is there for you and who wants to see you succeed. Mm hmm. Um, and the next thing, I know there's like 50 million things that I keep saying the word thing. So I don't really know the next, uh, what else can I say? The next item, the next item on the list, (laughs) the next step. Yes. That's better than things. I hate saying things. Step is better. The next step is to, um, well, it's kind of just advice (laughs) when you start out, people are going to think that it's strange, but stick to it because your friends and family will understand over time like when I started competing competing was a lot different than when my parents competed and so sometimes I don't think they understood the whole macro thing but over time they understood that I needed to follow specific macros to get to my goal physique it just took them time to realize and like same with friends if you're starting off a new like business venture they're not going to fully understand at first but just give them time as long as they're supportive and like they're like yeah do your thing they'll come around and uh they'll be able to talk to you about these things like Tyler he didn't really understand social media for a while but then when he started to do it with me and like kind of be my manager and we he just um was able to relate to it a lot more and we were able to talk about it a lot more than him not understanding so the next step, this is huge actually, when you get to a point, well, I guess it can, this can be at the start of your social media career, if you have your very few companies that you love and support, be sure to stick with them um, for as long as you can and don't stray off to like 20 different things. So for example, like if you have one specific supplement that you take from a, a certain company, try and stick with that one company rather than have like 10 different companies because people are looking to you for your opinion and they don't really know what to trust I feel like when they see you supporting you know 20 different companies. I think that it's really important to find those companies that you can stay true with their message and their products Um, as long as you love them and support them. I would highly recommend to stick with those companies and then just take it and run like I would just recommend to stick with like your
1: like (laughs) how do I end that like just have the businesses that you support like it's hard to kind of put it into words isn't it yeah
0: it's so okay if you have a clothing company that you love like let's say you love what's the freaking like Abercrombie I don't know (laughs) like if Abercrombie was throwing out sponsorships right if you loved Abercrombie and you want to maybe become sponsored by them one day, only try and post in Abercrombie as much as you can. To be sponsored or like to have people trust you, like your followers or the people that support you, they want to see that you're repping the same company over and over again rather mm-hmm. than trying to branch out to 20 million things because... Um, A, when this company reaches out to you, they will see that you really do stand behind their products and their message and B, your followers slash supporters will stand behind you even more no matter what you say
1: because they trust your opinion. And understand, if for anyone who isn't who isn't really understanding the context of this, if you, as you grow in followers, there's so many companies that are looking for someone who just has X amount of followers and they throw, you know, free product or uh, codes at them or whatever. So the context of this is that you can have so many brands contacting you every single day to just do a post for them or do a discount code. And so when you're pushing some sales every single day in all these different categories and you're crossing Crossing over say you promote one clothing line then another and you're crossing all over the place people have a hard time trusting your opinion because it seems to be bought Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we're trying to
0: like if someone like if a company pays you you'll post about it no matter what if you like the product or not and i think that people lose trust for people like that
1: and trust this is a huge thing i think Trust for, from your following is so valuable because you spend so much time building it up. So, why throw it away for like X amount of dollars? Mm-hmm. Because you can't get it back again very easily once you throw it away.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: never sacrifice trust for money.
0: That's so good. That's God, great. Could it come to you to wrap things <laughs> up? <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. The third to last step. Oh <laughs> just, just tell him the step. Okay, get now, a second opinion. I know that you think that picture is so damn good, but you show that to your BFF and he's like, hell no, you ain't posting that, girl. That's good. This happens to me and
1: Tyler Every day. or you might have a picture where you're like i look but ugly and then someone's like no this is beautiful and then you're like okay i'll post that one okay fine you know so it goes yeah. both ways it doesn't always have to be someone who tears you down it could be me who builds you up i know my builder upper and i know my tearer downer but we 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 work in synergy exactly. we balance you out because <laughs> exactly. if, if i if i was just hearing in your ear your head would get too big i'm like oh yeah i'm the <gasps> best
0: <laughs> bobblehead <laughs> i would think i would just you know think I'm the best so you need people in your life to be like realist real with you yes and be like that's not a good idea or be like yeah that is so great mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay the next thing is I thought I was gonna stop saying thing um do not look at the number because it doesn't matter do it because you love it mm-hmm. when you start off your social media it is not going to explode i'm telling you right here it's very very rare like zero 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 point zero 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 one percent <laughs> of people blow up on instagram from within the first year or two um you just have to do it because you love it do it because you're impacting people uh do it because you like creating quality content it's fun for you um and you want to create a career out of it in the future so don't look at the number because it will get discouraging even me like i can't really look at that because i Mm -hmm. will sit there and think about it so um all that matters is that you're impacting other people's lives in a positive way the last thing you guys are you still here (laughs) (laughs) hello (laughs) there is no secret no hidden connection okay Mm mm-hmm Oh my gosh, you guys would be so surprised, but, or maybe you wouldn't, but I get this DM all the time and it's like, what connection did you have to get to where you are with social media? It honestly infuriates me because I worked so freaking hard to get to where I am and I am not the best social media person. Like I, there is 50 million people that are better than me, but I worked so hard to get to where I'm at now. And I have a lot of growing to do, but I didn't take any shortcuts. Like I ne- I never asked anyone for help. Never asked anyone to shout me out. Mm-hmm. Never bought my followers or my likes. It's been just me sharing my journey, trying to better people in a positive way. And it just, Oh my God, it makes me so, there's no, like, there's nothing that will make you like be where you want to be
1: mm-hmm. in just two seconds. It's going to take a long time. And just as a piece of advice for someone who might not understand that when you ask your favorite influencer, you want to be, you know, you want to have the following that they have, and you see so much success in their life, and you think really highly of them. When you ask them a question like, "Who is your manufacturer? Where did you get your connection?" You know, it's basically asking who did this for you, yeah. Or you know, those kind of questions are really hurtful. they under they're hurtful and they undermine all the hard work that is put in by. That individual. So it's just, it's not a good question to ask and people yes. might not even think that they're doing any harm with it, but it, it does undermine that person. Yeah. You guys, as long as you are the hardest freaking worker in the room, you can do
0: whatever you want to do. It may take years. It may take 10 years, 15 years to mm-hmm. get to where you want to be. And I am nowhere near where I want to be. I do not think I'm the best. I do not think I'm the best expert on social media these are just my tips that I've evaluated on my own, on my journey to hopefully help you guys and hopefully you guys can take some of that away. Hopefully it inspires you.
1: Yeah, and they seem like simple things, but you know, coming from someone who has really built this huge platform for themselves and then been able to create a lot of success from it, um, it's really cool to hear like, no, there's no secret. It's just... hard work hard work it's every day every day and you know taking leaps and being vulnerable and having those scary moments where you're sharing your life and you don't know how it's going to be received Mm -hmm. so just to wrap up just kind of from the outside looking in I wanted to just share a few key points that I want to take from this whole chat one is gonna be patience. As you build, it is not gonna happen overnight. It didn't happen really for anyone overnight unless they were, like Taylor said, the point oh 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 one sensation. So be patient and don't compare yourself to other people. If you put in the hard work, it's gonna happen for you. It's just, a, it's just determining when. The other thing is consistency. So you have to put out quality content and you have to do it all the time to grow. That is just how it works. And it makes sense because how are you gonna reach more and more people if you're not putting out more and more value and, and mm-hmm. information? Next thing is believing in yourself, not worrying about the naysayers or the people around you in your life that might not support you. As long as you're pursuing your passion, being authentic in who you are, even if that changes one day, just remain true to yourself, believe in yourself and you can accomplish it. You just have to be willing to put in the work and you have to make sure that it's something that you are passionate about, a story that you wanna share, or a problem that you want to fix through your platform, do do it with passion, or don't do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how should we? That's end? beautiful. Gosh,
1: Chloe has such a way with words. You know, <laughs> you know, you know this about yourself. <laughs> Taylor takes Taylor takes a gem, and then I just polish it. That's how it works. <laughs> she likes That's that. a good way to say it, Chloe. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that pretty much sums it up. This was a really fun chat. And I know Taylor gets questions about this every single day. So hopefully there are a handful of you guys that are able to find some value in this, some inspiration, and just hearing that it can be done. I mean, anyone can do it, which is really, really cool. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We
0: launch one every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time, so be sure to subscribe. You'll get a little notification, bing, on your phone. And be sure to rate us, too. We would absolutely love that. Give us a little comment. <laughs> Is that how that goes? Maybe I should do comment down below because it's more than just two. Times. I like that. And also be sure to follow us on instagram at the balance show and dm us for any topics you would like us to cover we love you guys and we will see you in the next show adios go. bye now